Faith that moves mountains. Faith that moves mountains. A mountain uh, is probably one of the biggest uh, landmarks in the world. There are mountains all over the world, and for one, it's not something that often gets moved. Um, and we can look at, and really what this is saying, what Jesus is saying is that if you have faith in me, if you have trust, if you have hope, if you have belief in me that I could move this obstacle, all you have to do is say, move. And this mountain would get up and move into the sea. What is, what is saying here is that no matter what circumstance or situation or problem that we may be facing, it's not bigger than Jesus. That challenge that we might be facing, or we can look at it and go, man, this feels like a mountain. It can look like a mountain. How is this ever going to change? But all we have to do is have faith, trust, hope, and belief that God, you know what, you can move that mountain. Uh, Tonight we're going to be looking at one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, I actually love the Word of God. I can just live in parts of Scripture, picking it apart verse by verse. And uh, what I love about Mark chapter 5 is that uh, Jesus is walking through a city and and there's all these different kinds of faith and miracle stories happening at once. And we're going to look at these guys' story and uh, see how it can apply to our life. But before, before this, Jesus was, he was preaching, he was teaching, he was dropping truth bombs. People were wowed. He was, heal, uh, he was feeding thousands of people, providing. Uh, he, he was on the road to this town. There was a guy who was demon-possessed, who lived in a g- graveyard and who had super strength and breaking chains. And uh, Jesus thought, I'm going to pay him a visit and said, and, you know, he popped up in the graveyard, hi, and uh, caused the man to get completely delivered and set free. Now, word has set, set out across all the, the region that this guy called Jesus is, is walking through and that he can heal the sick, that he can set the uh, people that are demon-possessed free, that he can provide food from not, practically nothing. And uh, he's walking through this town or this city, and there's all these people are crowded around him, and he's pushing and shoving him. And... Uh, in the scripture, there's, it talks about a woman. And this woman had the issue of, of blood. She had a health problem. And with that issue, she was a wealth. The Bible tells us that she was a wealthy woman, that she had spent a lot of her time, money, and resources on doctors and physicians trying to get better. But in matter of fact, it probably got worse. Uh, this kind of this kind of condition that she had would have made her a social reject in society. She wouldn't have been allowed to come to church. Um, yeah, that's sad. Eh? You can't come to church. It's not good. And uh, but also would have affected her physically. She would have been tired and weak most of the time. Uh, this woman had every reason to be defeated. This woman had every reason to give up. She had every reason to look at her situation like a mountain and say, you know what, this is just too hard. I have to live with this. And, uh, but she hears that Jesus is coming to town. 
And for whatever reason, something stirs up in her heart. Faith stirs up in her heart. And she goes, you know what? Maybe, maybe if I pursue this Jesus, if I just touch his robe, I can be healed. And uh, in this moment, she's pushing through the crowd and she touches the robe of Jesus and instantly gets healed. Jesus freaks out in a little way. He stops and goes, who touched me? The disciples look at Jesus like he's crazy because everyone was touching Jesus, and, but Jesus felt something shift, something moved. And, uh, and then the lady pikes up, it was me, I touched you, I've been healed. Uh, just an observation of this story is that um, you can be around Jesus, you can be in the presence of Jesus, but it's the faith in Jesus that causes them to move in your situation. So when you are believing for God, in the situation that you are facing right now, are you believing God? Anyway, this woman gets healed, and we're going to pick it up here. Verse 34. We'll put that up on the screen. And Jesus said to her, daughter, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Because you dared to believe. You know what? Despite the facts of your life, despite the challenges and struggles, despite what the doctor's report might say, despite what your financial situation might be, despite how messed up how relationship, messed up your relationships might be, despite maybe the guilt and shame that you're carrying because of the situation that you're working through, I ask you this question. I dare you to believe that God can move. I dare you that God can move. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe there's a mightier one and his name is Jesus? Do you believe that he can heal you? Do you believe that he can bring financial provision? Do you believe he can restore that relationship? Do you believe that, you know, He can shift any obstacle that you are facing right now that's stopping you moving forward in your life? Because really, this woman, she faced every obstacle, every challenge that we probably could have, we can tend to face. And yet, she dared to believe. And there was in that, God moved. You know what? I love the Word of God, as I mentioned before. The Word of God is literally the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. The most powerful weapon for your life. You know what? Every situation, every circumstance that you might be facing, you know what? God has a word in the Word of God for you. When you, when you read the Word of God, something amazing happens. Something amazing happens. It brings your spirit alive. You might be walking through a situation and you might be completely defeated. And open the, word, open the Bible and God can bring, some, bring you completely to life, into a place of hope and love. I find that uh, when my spirit comes alive, I can believe God for the impossible. When I get the Word of God in me, whatever situation I'm facing, a word from Him empowers me to believe God for absolutely anything. 
Pastor Phil Pringle, if you don't know who he is, he's this um, big leader of a Christian movement called C3, which is one of these churches. So cool. He says this, when you have no room for the word of God in your life, you have no room for success. It's a bit of a challenging thing here. Um, I remember when I first gave my heart to God, I had severe learning disability. Um, Through all my high school and primary school, um, you know, I had tested from doctors and the doctors had said I hadn't seen a case of uh, dyslexia in in 20 years. Um, I was in grade nine, so 15 years old, and they said I had a a reading and writing capacity of a grade three student. And... uh, so uh, probably didn't help that I didn't particularly like learning at school. Anyway, um, but that aside, but that aside, I remember as a, as a young new Christian, I made the decision, uh, the, the friends that bought me to church actually bought me a Bible. If you bring people to church, buy them a Bible. They bless them so much. They bought me a Bible. And I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know about Old or New Testaments or where to start. I started at the book of Joshua because that's my name. So I figured I will start there. Um, but I remember I just committed. I just remembered I committed to reading the Bible five minutes a day. And I remember, uh, I just remember the times that I committed reading the Bible, just five minutes a day. In that five minutes, God spoke to me. And touched my life. Remember the first thing that God said to me was in Joshua, and he said, Be bold and courageous, for I am with you, says the Lord. That came out of just five minutes of reading the Bible. In a time where I felt defeated, in a time that I felt like I couldn't do it, God was saying to me, You can do it, be bold and courageous, and I'm with you. That is the power of the Word of God. That is the power of the Word of God. And you know what? The Word of God is just, in our country, is ridiculously accessible. You can Google it for free. You can get apps on your smartphone for free. You can go to Kurong or a bookstore and buy it for like a whole Bible for $10. It is is ridiculously accessible. And, uh, you know, if you're not reading the Word of God or you struggle to read read the Word of God, I literally struggled. (laughs) Just take, just take um, five minutes of your day and just pick a, a book in the Bible and just start reading it because it will change your life. It will change your life. Cool. All right, next verse. Cool. And before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house. So now there is another faith story, another miracle that's about to, about to happen, Jairus' house, and pushed through the crowd to give Jairus the news. There is no need to trouble the master any longer. Your daughter has died. I love the, the sensitivity filter through that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jarius, look, I know you're believing for Jesus to um, heal your sick kid, but um, yeah, she's dead. You need to stop. There's no point. You know, often I find when we believe in God to move a mountain in our circumstance in our life, sometimes it gets worse. It gets worse. Sometimes, you know what? You're believing for healing. You just get sicker. Sometimes, like Jairus, you believe in God. God will heal my daughter, but actually she just ends up dying. 
And uh, sometimes the faith journey can be like that. I believe in you, God. I trust in you, God. And uh, I'm here. Jesus, I'm here. I'm waiting for you to do something. And it seems like God is not doing anything. And um, it's just getting 10 times worse. And uh, but the cool thing is about um, Jarius is that he just saw the woman with the issue of blood get healed. And, you know, he, he, he's, in, he's, he's actually in a moment where he has to make a decision. He's in a moment where he knows Jesus can do breakthrough in the difficult, but can Jesus now bring me breakthrough in the impossible? See, often in our faith journey, we can only do half the journey or we can limit God in our journey. We can believe, you know what, if you're a little bit sick, yeah, God can heal that. If you've got a bit of a ringing ear, God can heal that, but maybe, maybe he can't heal cancer. And you, put, you subconsciously put a limitation on God to move in your situation. And we believe God to a certain level, but not the whole level. So how do we respond if we're like that? I like this. This is exciting. Verse 36. Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. And he said to the Jewish official, don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep believing. Two things happened when Jairus heard his daughter died. Jesus told him two things. One, not to listen, and two, to silence fear. Often when we believe in God on our faith journey, when we're believing God for the impossible, we have to do two things. One, we have to silence things of unbelief in our world. Sometimes we've got friends who bring us down and give us, you know, just make us feel like it's not, it's not that big of a deal or not that important. You know, there are people that say you can't be believing that. That's just absolutely crazy and he's shutting you down. Jesus is saying we need to silence those people in our life. The second thing is not to conform to fear. The devil is the one who brings fear and anxiety. The devil's the one that puts anxiety in our heart and tries to rattle us and causes us to, you know what? Oh, you know, God, you can't do here, so we'll just go to this level. And I love that Jesus gives us the answer to silence those silence unbelief in our life, to silence fear in our life, and just to do the simple thing. God, I trust you. I believe in you. I believe you can move that mountain. I believe that you can move that mountain. Fact, the fact, your body might be riddled with cancer and dying. Truth is God heals. What truth are you believing? Are you, are you putting your trust in the truth of facts? Or are you putting your trust in the truth of God? Truth, fact, sorry. Fact, your finances might be a complete mess. Truth, God wants to provide for you. Fact, your relationship's a mess, but God wants to restore that. Cool, next one, next verse. So they left for the home. So they're going to see this little girl that had died. But Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them except Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John. 
Jesus is going to go and raise this girl, perform a miracle and raise her from the dead. And what does he do? He takes his, a few of his disciples with him. The journey of faith, the mountain that you're believing for, for to be moved, isn't meant to be moved alone, but alongside people doing the journey with you. You want, look, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, you need to get into a group. Why do you need to get into a group? Our church is filled with great group leaders who absolutely love people. But when you're in a group, you're in a community of people of faith. You're in a community of people that believe in you. You're in a community of people that will stand with you, lift you up when you're down. And you know what? Best of all, when the breakthrough happens, when your mountain moves, they're standing there cheering you on. If you're not in a group, you need to get into a group because I know it's going to change your life. Whenever, whatever you're believing God for, I, I can guarantee when you're plugged into a faith-filled group, God is going to move. And you're not going to burn out or get tired, but you're going to walk all the way to the place of your miracle. If you want to join a group, side note, you can go to Next Step, Step Zone afterwards. Alyssa is our Next Steps person. Stand up, Alyssa. And... Um, She will find a group for you. She will find a group for you. Cool. All right, next verse. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, they encountered a noisy uproar among the people, for they were all weeping and wailing. So, next verse. Upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, Why all the grief and weeping? Don't you, don't you know the girl is not dead but merely asleep? Uh, Jesus forgot his sensitive filter that day too. Um, there's a girl in the room and she's not alive and Jesus walks in uh, all high and mighty. Ah, oh, she's not dead. And uh, next verse. Then they began to ridicule and make fun of him, but, they threw, but he threw them all outside. The language of faith sometimes doesn't make sense and sometimes will upset people. I'm healed, but you're sick. I'm, this girl is alive, but actually she is dead. Sometimes the language of faith, when you have a promise from God, doesn't make sense. But because you've got a promise from God, you know he's going to do something. And you know what? When you have an attitude of faith, sometimes people don't like that. And it upsets people for whatever reason. You know what? When we're giving to God, God is saying, you know what? I want to bless you. When, you. when you put me first in the area of your finances, I want to bless you. And But people sometimes, they're just the thought of God wanting to bless them. They, they freak out. Then he took the child's father and mother and his three disciples and he went into the room where the girl was lying. This, is, uh, this, this verse in the Bible actually scares me because there are people in the presence of Jesus and Jesus is about to do a mighty thing and he actually tells them to get outside and he takes the people that believe inside meaning that the people that didn't believe actually missed out on seeing what God was actually about to do. Um, 
Our church is entering a new era. We are believing for our future land and facilities. And you know what? God needs to move some mountains for that to happen. But you know what I honestly do know as well is that it is going to take an army of people that believe. It's going to take an army of people that are going to serve, that are going to give, and are going to invest all into the vision of this house like never before. And you know what? I'm excited for those people that get plugged in and take the step. Why? Because they're going to see Jesus do a mighty thing in our church. They're going to see him. Uh, we're going to see our land bought. We're going to see our future facilities bought. And at the end of the day, those people are going to stand on our land in our future facilities. And they're going to be, man, look what God has done. But the thing that scares me about this is that there might be people of unbelief who sit, who encounter Jesus, who like to sing songs, but they're going to miss everything God's done because they just didn't believe. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've made the decision I'm going to be a person that believes in this house. I'm going to be a person that believes in every step that we take. You know, it's Vision, Vision Builders Month. We had a video before uh, of what of all the different kinds of things going on. You know what? It's like I'm going to be a person that's not going to sit back with my arms crossed and get upset with details, but I'm going to be a person of faith that as I give into this program, is going to open God to move in this house like never before. Amen. Next verse. He tenderly clasped, 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 the child's hand. Jesus is here in the situation with a dead girl. And he's like the son of God. He can do whatever he wants. But instead, he grabs the girl's hand. Hi, Beck. How you doing? You having a good night in church? It's good. It's good. How long have you been coming to our church, Beck? Eight years. Been friends for eight years. Got married, got engaged, and married around the same time. Not us, not us, not us. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Get in trouble. Uh, yes, being, my wife's over there, and she's a total babe, and I absolutely love her. Um, Jesus, in this moment, he's in the room with the dead girl, and he just grabs her hand and he says this simple thing little girl wake up from your dead sleep little girl wake up from your dead sleep and the little girl wakes up and starts walking around you know what I find often with God is that when he moves you know, God likes to show off. But some, mo most of the times where God has brought breakthrough in my life, it hasn't been this big bells and whistles kind of moment. It's where he's come into a situation and he's given me a thought or an idea or he's just come and he's just spoken these simple words to me and next thing, breakthrough happens. 
Sometimes we, we can just go, oh God, open up heaven, send down your mighty army of angels and trumpets and gloriousness, and which is cool and I think he would do that. But sometimes in the moments when we want our mountain to be moved, Jesus comes with such tenderness and just goes, hey, I've got this and speaks a couple of words, and breakthrough comes. So powerful. So tonight in this place, what do you believe in God for? I believe there's some people in this place, you've limited God because you can't believe in from the impossible, but you're okay with the difficult. But tonight, I honestly believe there are people, and you're going to stop believing God for just the difficult, but you're going to believe that God can do the impossible. There are some people here tonight, and you've realized you just need to get into a group, or you need to get the Word of God into you. All these things build your faith. All these things strengthen you up for when you mow that mountain down and throw it into the ocean. All it takes is just one little step. Well, let's just pray tonight, eh? Yeah, Heavenly Father, in this place tonight, God, we make the decision to believe you. Lord, we know you know our mountains, you know our situation, you know our circumstance. But God, tonight, above all that, above what people say, I choose to put my trust, I choose to put my hope, and I choose to put my belief that you can move that mountain. All I need to do is trust you. Right now, God, right now, Heavenly Father, just lift every faith project, every mountain-moving moment to you right now, God. Lord God, I pray over this month, Lord, as we press in and as we build faith, God, Lord, that you will release miracles into people's lives. Lord, as faith rises, that healing will come. Lord, that breakthrough will come. That finances will come. That relationships restored will come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, uh, as I said before, I was 15 years old when I walked through this church. My life was a complete mess. But I remember a moment when all that messiness and all that anger just got washed away. And that was the moment that I invited Jesus into my heart. So you know what? Before you can have faith in Jesus, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. And you know what? How can I have a relationship with Jesus? He's like in heaven. I want to tell you this right here and now, that God is so real. And that all you need to do tonight, if, you're no, if you don't know God, is just to open up your heart and He will come like a rushing wind and do something, the most amazing thing in your life. He will give you true freedom. He'll give you true hope. He'll give you true peace. So in this place, no, I just want us to close our eyes one more time. And uh, I want to give everyone the opportunity that I had 14 years ago. And that was to invite Jesus into my heart. I don't want to embarrass you. 
I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do, but I do believe with my whole heart that when you take that moment, God will absolutely change your life. So if that's you tonight and you want to say, hey, I want to invite God into my heart, I just for love for you to, in your seat, just to pop your hand up nice and high in the air, in the air. If that's you tonight and you want a relationship with God, I believe God is speaking to someone right now in this place. Your heart's pounding. You're wrestling in your seat. I want to tell you this, that you've got nothing to lose but everything to gain. If that's you tonight in this place and you're saying, I want, I want to have a relationship with God. Just raise your hand nice and high in this place. Is there anyone here tonight? Just take that step. Okay, awesome. You guys can open up your eyes. You know, I honestly believe there's someone here tonight and God's really touching your heart. Maybe you're far from God and you need to get right with Him tonight. If that was you and you were, for whatever reason, you're just too shy to put up your hand, I'd love for you to come see me after the service. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to uh, help you begin your relationship with Jesus. But hey, it is uh, faith that moves mountains. Love you guys heaps. And uh, I'm going to hand it back to Jackson right now. Awesome, awesome.